Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the eighth episode of Obscure Image Podcast with your boy, Make Love. And today we got a fucking banger, bro. This is one of those episodes that comes like full circle for me. Uh, I found about I found out about the homie right here um, through Zephy. And I just really resonate with what he's doing, you know what I'm saying? Crossing over from the game and shit, doing the movies and shit like that. It just really fucking resonates with me. So uh, yeah, without further ado, I'm, my guess, I want you to introduce yourself. Just tell the people who you are, what you're doing, where you're from. What's going on, everybody? My name's Thomas, or a lot of people probably know me as Fameful. I'm a filmmaker, writer, and gamer, and I am from Killeen, Texas. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. How long have you been uh how long have you been gaming? Man, I've been gaming my whole life. I've been gaming since like elementary school, since I was like six years old, man. It's been a minute. What made you initially get into gaming? Uh my brother, he had a he had a PS2 and I just fell in love with it the moment I touched the controller, man. Do you remember like what game? Like what was the first game you played? Do you remember? Yeah, it it was um it was Crash Bandicoot. It was like this little orange guy. <laughs> I don't remember specifically what you would do, but that was the first game. And then we played a lot of Pac-Man as well. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. I just remember Crash Bandicoot just running around fucking destroying crates and shit. Fighting weird Yeah, and then that that floating head dude. I think he was the villain. Yeah, it was a fun game back then. It's crazy how, like, a lot of people from the COD community, like, we didn't just start playing COD. Like, we grew up playing a whole bunch of other games and then transferred over into COD. Like me, I was playing fucking Incredibles, bro, on a Game Boy type shit. That was my first game. Yeah, that was a fire. Or for me, I would say, uh, shit, man, WWE on the PS2, SmackDown versus Raw, I think 2005. Oh, man, I used to play that all the time. That was a fire game. <laughs> I think it's crazy how, like, far, like, the gaming community has come. Because I feel like back in the day, bro, like, I want to say, like, around 2000 and five to like 2013 you were kind of looked at as like a fucking geek like a nerd for gaming and it's like yeah now, you were called a squeaker you man. got made fun of all the time now it's like everybody and their mom play games bro like i don't know this shit's fucking wild did you think that yeah. it was gonna get to this state or oh uh, nah i mean i didn't really think about it at all to be honest i, I was kind of just in my own lane just gaming i i wasn't even trying to get this involved in the gaming community kind of just happened on its own wait what do you mean you weren't trying to get this involved like you just you didn't take it seriously like, at first or uh no i took it seriously but i i guess what i'm trying to say is i didn't think i would make it this far uh, i i was definitely investing myself in it but yeah i guess what i'm trying to say is i didn't think i would honestly make it this far but i'm glad i did <laughs> is there any specific reason for that um man i could barely get a i could barely get into a six man on mw2 back in the day and essentially what that is you need six players a full team of trick shotters to start the game and i couldn't even get a full team of trick shotters you know i didn't even have a lot of friends to play with back then so i was like man if i couldn't get a full team to even start the game how am i even gonna progress you know what i mean it, it was just a little demotivating back then but <laughs> yeah 
I feel that. So what were you running with? You were running with like three mans and shit? Uh, man, I would be like sending a message to our friends like, hey, come, <laughs> let's get a six man. But yeah, man, it or there was there was a game mode called Team Tech where you only needed four people. So I would do that instead. But yeah, man, it was a struggle back then. <laughs> And that's dope, though, that you didn't stop. You know what I'm saying? You kept fucking going. A lot of people stopped, bro. Like, some of the greatest motherfuckers that picked up a sniper don't even... They didn't, they're not even in the community no more. Like, the shit's kind of sad, to be honest. Yeah, Zerg Grizz, Muzzafuzza, a lot of them. Man. But, I don't know, like, going back to the whole, like, I feel like... Gaming wasn't... Like, you used to get fucking picked on for, like, being a fucking gamer. You used to get, get called, like, a fucking nerd yeah, and, like, bro, a fucking that... geek the cod community is toxic i mean it still kind of is but yeah bro it was very toxic back then and then like even like when it comes to like the fucking role-playing games like elden ring back in the day you were looked at as a nerd for playing anything like that like elden ring or world of warcraft and how like <laughs> that shit's world uh, yeah. now. yeah everyone loves that now i need to play that man i've heard nothing but good things about elden ring yeah my cousin i've went over his house and watched him play that shit. He finished it in like, I think like five days, but he was doing like kind of like Easy. cheesy shit. Like he was like, well, was it five days or maybe it was like, uh, cause I was over there for a cool minute. Maybe it was like a week or two weeks or something, but he was doing a, like a fucking money glitch where he could keep getting money over and oh, over. <laughs> not the money glitch. Yeah, that's what I said too. Full of shit. But, How uh, do you enjoy the game doing glitches? Come on. Bro, exact, bro exactly. He said he didn't <laughs> give a fuck, but... <laughs> Not paid sixty dollars just to cheat, man. That that's the cold part. He didn't even fucking pay for it, bro. My other little cousin paid for what? it, so he didn't give a fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, not but uh, see, I see. What do you think? Like, how do I put it? What do you think ushered gaming into like the mainstream, so to speak? Oh wait, say again. I said, what do you think ushered? gaming into like the mainstream so to speak because now fucking celebrities are coming out saying they play games like what do you think ushered gaming into the mainstream um hmm i guess seeing like how many big name people were playing it you know and just seeing how people could make money off of gaming you know through whether it be youtube or twitch i guess that's what kind of attracted a lot of people to it like hmm, if if these guys are making money then maybe you know i can make money you know so uh, I would say the fact that you could really make um, some bang off of it, in my opinion. Yeah, true. I also think it was just so many eyes on you guys, bro. Like the fucking phases, TSM, Soars, Obey. Like you guys are pulling in so many eyes. So it's like the sponsors are looking like, oh shit, there's definitely an audience over here. Let me put let me put my brand with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, for sure. G Fuel and all that. Man. Elgato. What do you think was like, do you remember what was the first game that got you into multiplayer? First game that got me into multiplayer, I would say uh, Halo 2 back on the OG Xbox. I used to play it all the time. That was a fun-ass game. Have you played the new Halo? The new? Nah, I haven't, I haven't touched the new Halo. All I've been playing lately is um, some just MW2 and Warzone. I haven't, I haven't touched the new Halo yet. Do you like do you like Warzone? Do you like how it feels or I'm a I'm a fan of Warzone. I like Warzone. It's a little sweaty, but <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of Warzone. I enjoy it. Man, I seen that they just put the fucking uh 
was it like I guess like a fucking it could tell if you're like cheating and now your bullets won't register type shit. Uh, I'm not too sure. Well, yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't heard of that, but it's about time they did that. Man, I feel like I feel like now it's kind of easy to get a lot of views like on a clip because just how advanced social media is. But I also feel like it's kind of oversaturated when it comes to how many kids are doing this. So I say that to ask, do you think it was easier back in the day to make a name for yourself in a COD community? Or do you think it's easier now? I would say now, man, because I, I started using uh, TikTok a couple months ago. And man, I'm I'm getting so many more views on my uh, Twitch just from TikTok alone. And I would not be pulling the numbers I do on Twitch if TikTok wasn't around. You know what I mean? Like very grateful to get that's even a thing because it has blessed me truly so i would say it's definitely easier to make a name for yourself now than uh, it was back then do you think it's easier like to be known as like a like a sniper or, or like a pub stomper or do you think it's about the same uh i i guess it just depends on how consistent you are with either i don't i don't like whether you're a pub stomper or a trick shotter, I think it just depends on how like consistently you push out content, you know? So okay. yeah, it just depends on how often you upload. Is there any other, cause you said TikTok really helped you. Was there any other social media that kind of helped you too? Mm, the obvious one is YouTube, uh -huh. but I know, I know Twitter helps a lot because, you know, you're going to have, that's where your loyal fans are going to be at. And you can just, of course, update them whenever you upload or post on social media. So I would say, I would say Twitter, definitely. If not TikTok, Twitter. Yeah. Especially for like the COD community. Cause I feel like, well, yeah, I guess it's already known that Twitter is like, Twitter is like the epicenter for like the fucking COD community. So yeah, everyone's on there. Uh, going back to your fucking YouTube channel, I've seen... I think it was a YouTube video called Six Favorite Shots. And I watched that shit, bro. I was like mind blown by the shit you was hitting. Like, was it hard to find your favorite clips for that video or? Uh, because uh, back then that, I think I uploaded that maybe 2013. I wasn't really hitting anything really insane back then. So it was pretty easy for me to pick six shots because those six shots were literally my only good shots at the time so <laughs> that's why it's the number six such an odd number why not five why not ten yeah but i picked i picked six because like i only had so many good clips back then i feel like what's your favorite clip like out of that video for me because i know the high-rise clip that was insane but me personally i like the host migration clip and probably i, I forgot what, mm. what was the other clip but like i think it was like number I think it was number two it was the second clip played or something like that. But I know for sure the host migration was like my favorite clip out of that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to say the host migration, man. That is my favorite, to this day, my favorite shot. Because the the luck I had that night was insane. I did, that was, oh my God. Like that host migration was not planned. That him being where he was was he was obviously set up so the dude being where he was was not planned that shot was insanely lucky man and you know most people after a host migration they just they don't do a spin they just stop and stare and shoot mm -hmm. but i decided let's do a spin let's make this crazy and 
I got blessed with the plus 1,000 headshot. So yeah, that, that has to be my favorite shot from that video. Have you ever hit a host migration since? Or? Nah, I have not. Oh, wow. I've, I have not. Because I'm on uh, IW4X, which is just like a, a different version than MW2. And there's really no host migrations on there. So yeah, oh, it's yeah. been a minute. Do you think if you... Well, damn, you can't even really try to do something like that. Like you said, it's luck. But do you think if that shit were to happen, like if you were just playing a regular vanilla COD, you think you could hit it? I think I would have a good ass chance of hitting it because I still I still got it, man. I'm I'm still grinding, still grinding. So I think I'd have a good ass chance of hitting it again. Yeah. Do you still have the gameplay from the host migration? Do you still have the full gameplay or? Full gameplay? No, I just nah. No, I I have just the forty seconds from the from the video. That's that's it. Oh wow! All right now, this yeah. is this is kind of a like a part two question. What's like your favorite montage that's on your channel? Because me, I like the multi. I think it's multi COD mini two, and the full of fame episode two. Those are my favorites. Even though the episode six full of fame was fucking lit too, but. Uh, yeah, um, I would say, I think it's Full of Fame 11. It's the, it's the montage where the song Colors was used. I think it's Full of Fame 11. It came out last year. That one is my favorite I've ever done. Had some really good shots in there. What, what shot like kind of sticks out to your mind in that video? Probably the the closer it was a um the uh two piece off the crane and again my luck blessed me because i did not think that would hit <laughs> so yeah definitely the closer in that video that's fucking great how wait how many episodes does full of fame have um i want to say 12 i want to say 12 if not i'm i'm coming out with another episode in like a month so this one is either going to be 12 or 13. It's one of those two. Okay, okay. What was like, wait, before I ask the next question, what what do you think determines when you upload, um, when you upload the Full of Fame episodes? Do you just have to be like in the mood to do it or? Um, it, I, I'm kind of relying on the editor and like, I'm always in the mood to come out with a, with a Full of Fame montage. Because, you know, I'm playing, like, every week. So, if I wanted to, I would release them, like, once a month if I could. But, you know, editors, they they got a lot of a lot of clients on their hands. So, it's kind of hard to pump out monthly montages. But, yeah, I'm always in the mood for it. I'm just kind of relying on the editor to get his job done as soon as he can. Wait, don't you... You know how to edit, too, right? You're an editor, too, are you? Or... Yeah, I edit, but I wouldn't I wouldn't trust myself to handle a big project like a montage of my own. Uh, you know, if, yeah, if you want something done good, you got to you got to go to the right people. Do you want to shout out an editor that you like mainly go to? Oh, yeah, shout out shout out to Songs. That dude is insane. He's he's done my last two episodes and coming up on my third one. Shout out to Songs. Dude's right. amazing. Bet everybody go show him some love in the fucking uh I'm probably gonna try to leave his link down below as well. What are yes, the sir, uh, yes, sir. 
what are the top three trick shotters that you looked up to in the community? Do you have any or? Yeah. Um, Mancat was a big one for me. Azza and Brule. Those three, I to this day, I still take um, inspiration from them, man. I love just their unique style. It really stood out to me. Is there anything like super specific that you took from their gameplay and added to yours? Because I was uh, talking to Zephy and he was telling me, I forgot who he said, but it was somebody he really looked up to in the sniping community. It's just how he moved. And he was like, damn, dude, looks like he dancing. But the whole time he's dodging bullets. And it's like that inspired him to add that to his gameplay and just have cracked movement. So is there anything specific that you would take from them? Yeah, so Brule and Mancat, they would always do like these little scoping shots like they would zoom in and then zoom out like multiple times so i've definitely done that many times it's kind of a it's kind of a temper shot basically it's just where you zoom in all the way with your scope and then zoom out mm -hmm. um so yeah i would say that i've taken a lot of inspiration from that do you have like because i know you're a trick shotter but do you have like top five quick scopers too or Ooh, uh, yeah, it's a tough fucking list, bro. It's a lot of cracked ass people. It's a tough list, but then again, like you said, I'm a I'm a trick shotter. Like I can name twenty trick shotters before like three snipers, which is pretty sad. Mm -hmm. I I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jev, I like Jev. He's a pretty good sniper. Okay. He's, I, yeah, he's fire. Is there anybody else? But I don't think I can name five. I don't think I can name five because I'm not that like invested in the sniping community, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel like if I say my list, people are going to fucking bash me because I'm not going to say like the kid that was hitting crazy shit in 2012. But uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to say, I think I said it in my first episode. It was testy, scope, um deb v for oh sure. scope yeah scope's cool uh deb v obviously zephy zephy's he's super i don't know zephy's like the underdog to me when it comes to this shit and then um tied between pomage and rhymes to be honest oh yeah pomage is fire too how could i forget about him i seen uh yeah he's fire somebody said you look like pomage and i love yeah. i can see it low-key yeah, bro, I get that all the time. I get that all the time. It's crazy. Uh, what's your favorite sniper? Favorite sniper, definitely the intervention. I've hit some some nasty some nasty kill cams with the intervention, so definitely that one. Is it just because you liked how it's scoped in, or you like the fill of the gun better? I like it because I've had the most luck with it. I feel the most comfortable with it. Okay. So yeah. Was that like the first sniper that you picked up and started sniping with, or? If we're talking about MW2, then yeah. But the first sniper I can remember picking up is probably the Arisaka on World at War. Oh shit! That yeah. But if we're talking MW2, then yeah, intervention, hundred percent. Right, that's fucking cracked. Cause I think the first sniper I picked up was a fucking DSR BO2. Oh yeah, DSR is good. That's a good one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send 
a link in like the chat and I want you to let me know what you think about this video I'm going to send right now. Okay. I think I found this from like your old um Uh-oh. <laughs> you said uh-oh. But it's nothing it's nothing crazy. Or what what's the first words that come to mind when you see that fucking uh that video right oh, there? Oh, Shay's way. First word that comes to mind is complex. This man was ahead of his time. Bro, how could I forget about Shay? Yes. Does he still upload or? Shay, nah, he doesn't upload anymore. He kind of ghosted the COD community from what I know. Because I used to, bro, I used to have this man, uh, I had the bell on for his YouTube channel for notifications. So. <laughs> yeah, I was a nerd, but this dude was ahead of his time, man. I loved watching his episodes. And people, people kind of clowned him in the beginning for, because he would do complex shots, yeah, but they were always barrel stuff and like his... Uh first couple episodes but yeah this dude was amazing love this guy there's a um there's another video that i had seen i think it's called playpen 4 it's with you and i forgot the other guy oh master yeah jesus yeah master that was my that was my best friend back in the day he's the one that got me in horizon and elite back in the day that that was the homie so when you made that video with him, did you, I remember you were saying you didn't really think you were going to go far with it. When you made that video, did you still feel like that? Or was it like, okay, this could be something? Uh, no, I still had the same mindset, man. Cause, um, that was still around the time when it was hard for me to even hit trick shots or even party up with people. So yeah, no, I still had the same mindset, man. Which I shouldn't have. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have that mindset. But that's just how I was back then. And was it like 2013, 2014, around that time? Was there like a specific moment in time where you realized, like, oh yeah, this could definitely go somewhere? Yeah, I would say probably when I joined Exodus, because that was I was kind of my first really big team that I joined. And Exodus was like a gateway to a big, big team called Genesis. So that's really when I started rooting for myself. Because at first, you know, I was just doing it for fun. But then I was like, man, I'm going to I'm gonna really grind out and do this. So, yeah, ex whenever I joined Exodus, that was the moment. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like, I remember I had told Zeppi too, like, when it comes to like the gateway orgs, it's like, it's it's kind of i don't want to well yeah i guess kind of scummy to look at an org like that now because some of these orgs are it's like you're kind of taken away from what they have accomplished by calling them a gateway org because some people they still look at sore as like the fucking like a little brother to phase type shit just because so many fucking talented people that mm. are in phase now came from sore you know yeah big facts do you do you still do you, would you still understand why somebody would look at Soar as like a little brother to face? Yeah, because there there was a point in time where Soar had more subs than FaZe uh -huh. before uh, FaZe passed us up. So I could see that. And like you said, a lot of people that are in Soar uh, or that are in FaZe, I mean, came from Soar. So I can see how people make that interpretation. 
And I kind of feel like, I don't know, I feel like Sora doesn't really get the flowers it deserves type shit. Because like, like we were saying, so many of the best content creators that are in phase now came from Sora. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, I just feel like Sora has like the creative juices flowing, bro. Like, I don't know. It's something about Sora that, I don't know. I just feel like you guys deserve more, I don't know, just more fucking respect on y'all name. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. I, I don't know, maybe it's because we we started uploading videos other than Call of Duty, but I I know what you mean. Yeah. When it comes to like when it comes to edits, do you like the flashy edits or like the more simple edits? Simple edits, hundred percent, man. I, I took a gamble beginning of this year and went with a quote unquote flashy editor. The edit was amazing. But it was my first trick shots of 2022 video a couple months ago that went up. And man, you can barely tell what's going on in the edit. I mean, it was a gorgeous edit, but you couldn't even see what was going on in the video. Like what I was doing with my trick shots. And that's that's why I'm leaning more towards simple edits. People like Tiger or Smita or Cogf. Uh, lens they do uh i guess what you would call simple edits not too flashy nothing crazy so yeah simple edits just mainly because you can see what's going on better yeah i feel like it kind of like you said it kind of takes away from like the actual what's going on in the fucking video like as mm -hmm. long as i see the fucking as long as i see the character adding up to the music that's all i need i don't need no fucking flashy lights mm -hmm. or shit like that you know yeah for sure but what do you think makes an edit good and what makes an edit trash besides the flashy shit um so i think to be to be a good editor you gotta work with the player of course like i was saying earlier uh make sure the audience can see what's going on in the clip um it always helps to you know sync the shots with the beat to keep the uh the viewer engaged um good song choice good sins and yeah i guess just not being too flashy with the edits so do you think um is the is like the flashiness the only thing that can make an edit bad or is there more that comes into play um no cuz you know, I I feel like I'm the one percenter here because man, everyone loves flashy edits. But well, I wouldn't say everyone, but a vast majority of people in the COD community, because that's all you see nowadays. But it's what gets the views. Um, but what makes a bad edit? Um, man, I don't know. I I feel like to me even say what makes a bad edit is it's not my place because I'm not an editor, but. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe just flashy edits. Other than that, I don't I don't think I could really say. I feel that shit. At least you being honest, shit. You being honest. Yeah, I just feel like it's not my place. Like I could say what makes a bad trick shot, but what makes a what makes a bad edit, I don't I don't know. Oh well, shit, let's get into that. What what do you think makes a bad trick shot? What makes a bad trick shot? I would say doing three spins on ground before doing three spins in the air, which is essentially just NSL. 
but yeah and then stopping stairs which is basically where you line your crosshairs up with the enemy for three seconds in the air and shoot versus spinning and just shooting and timing your shot so yeah i would say spinning on ground three times and then doing stopping stairs that's what makes a bad trick shot i feel like the trick shot of community is like so fucking like it's political like there's so many politics with this with the shit like i had seen a video of some kid he it was an old ass video too it was like a 10 minute video of him giving his reasons why he felt like genesis killed complex trick shots oh, I saw like, that. yeah i saw, saw that video. Right? we all yeah the whole trick shot and community saw that i was like 2014 or something i remember that how how, how did you feel about that when you first seen it do you think he brought up some valid points or and then it's like it kind of came off as a troll kind of i don't know it was like real trolly i think i think he was man i don't, I, I feel like he was being serious but at the same time i feel like he was a uh, kind of reaching for views because mm -hmm. yeah he was basically dissing the most popular team at the time so i feel like he was reaching for views for the most part and uh, I don't really remember the video too much on the points he made, so. But I'm gonna go ahead and say that he uh, was definitely not making valid points just because of all the hate he was getting. Man, that shit. That video got so much fucking hate. But mm -hmm. his main thing was like just talking shit about, I guess, like the uh, barrel stuff. So basically. Oh yeah, yeah. I. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really mind it. I thought. I thought shots were cool, regardless of uh, the barrel stuff. I mean, if they were complex, yeah, you got to pass. But mm -hmm. do you have? <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a top five cards or top three cards? Yeah, um, MW two at number one for me, then BO two, and then number three would have to be. <laughs> i'm liking mw 2019 right now really i'm liking that so yeah i know it might be a miss but i kind of like sweating on it so that might be number three for me oh well, i feel like if i feel like if you would have i feel like you put in mw 2019 as number three now i feel like it's more accepted but i feel like if that shit would have first came out and you would have put it as number three you would have got Hello, fucking hate. How would a guy clown? Man. Yeah. But I mean, people probably, they're going to fucking clown me for my top three. Like, for me, the number one for me is uh, World at War for sure. World at oh, War. Oh, that was a fire game. That was fire. World at War, BO2. And then uh, the third one, I don't know. A lot of people say MW2. I personally liked MW3 more, even though I feel like it's the same shit. People are going to bash me for that too. I feel like that's the same fucking game, but I don't know. I like MW3 more. Could you, could you YY on MW3? I don't remember. Fuck, could you? Fuck, I don't even fucking know. I think, I, I say MW2 number one for me is just because I grew up on that game. Like, that was the first game I bought uh, when I got my 360. So, that's that's just why I have it at number one. I grew up on that. Okay. Was it the first, was it the first COD you bought or like the first game that you bought for your 360? MW2 was the first game that I bought for my 360, but the first COD that I purchased was World at War. 
That was a fun ass game. Man. I feel like another thing that I feel like people are gonna fucking bash me for. I feel like I low key feel like BO3 was like the last good COD, low key. And then BO4 was okay. And then everything after that kind of just went downhill for me. Well what would you, would you say what would you say is like the last good COD? Or do you think there is a last good COD? Do you like the CODs coming out? No, I agree with you, man. I, I've said that before too. Uh BO3. I was a fan of BO3 and then BO4 I wasted 60 bucks on. Cold War was <laughs> meh. Vanguard, meh. Yeah. And then what's the other one? World War Two. That was okay. World War Two wasn't that bad. But BO3 was definitely better. So yeah, I agree with you. Feel like I don't know. I I definitely feel like I wasted hella fucking money on the last couple cards, like Modern Warfare 2019, fucking Cold War, especially Vanguard. I played that shit maybe like maybe like I have three hours played, maybe. And Damn. I just yeah, I, I I don't fuck with it. I deleted that shit. Yeah, I definitely wasted like 180 on the past three cards. What do you th- do? You think um, what do you think? Which COD do you think has the best sniping mechanic? Uh, man, I'm going to be a nerd and go back to this game and say it again. I'm going to say MW2 because I, <laughs> I just feel the most comfortable in that game just because how many years I've played it, how much experience I have. But BO2 is also really good as well. Yeah. I was just playing maybe, that yesterday. Yeah, maybe one of those two. If you weren't to count, let, let's say... From BO4 all the way down, which one do you think has the best sniping mechanic? BO4 all the way down. Um, MW 2019, the sniping's pretty good, I'm not going to lie, even though I bashed that game, but it wasn't that bad. The sniping, personally. Yeah, yeah, you know what, I'd, I'd probably say MW 19. I'd say that. Did you did you see the new, um, that fan-made game, SM2? Oh yeah, I'm still waiting for that to come out. I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing that every day. I can't wait for that shit. Do you how do I put it? Um Fuck, my brain just fucking shat on itself. But do you do you think that that's kinda that could like potentially revive what's going on in the community or Yeah, that and uh the new MW two coming out. I feel like a lot of um I don't know, I could be reaching, but maybe at least a handful of uh, trick shotters might come back from the grave and start gaming again, even if it's for a little bit. So yeah, I'd say it definitely could revive some people or a part of the COD community. Do you do you really think the MW2 is gonna be good though? Like I'm kinda I'm kinda skeptic on that shit, dog. I don't know. Isn't isn't MW2 Infinity Ward, right? Or no? I'm a fucking noob. I do not know. <laughs> I think, well, the only reason I could be wrong here, man, but I, the only reason I think it's going to be good is because it's Infinity Ward and they made MW2. So that's the only reason I got a high hope for it. I I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully that shit is going to be good, but because that MW 2019, they, that shit got super hyped up. And then when it came out, it was just like, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I wasn't a fan of it when it first came out either. But it's definitely grown on me. But I kind of want to get back to, because I think you said you you are from Texas, right? Yes, sir. What was it like 
growing up in Texas is like little fameful. Like what was he doing as a kid in Texas? <laughs> little fameful was uh, wrestling in his backyard on his trampoline and being a good boy, going to school every day. Um, I didn't really have a lot of drama growing up, man. I had a, I had a good family. I had a, an awesome brother who, who I said earlier, he put me on video games. Um, yeah, man, I, it was a, it was a pretty easy life growing up. I love Texas. I love it here. Does your, does your brother still play COD with you? Nah, he's he's in the Air Force now, so he doesn't okay. he doesn't really yeah he doesn't have time for video games unfortunately. Oh, that's pretty fucking dope. Shout out to him, man. That's cool. Yes, sir. But uh, do you you were going back to the wrestling shit a lot? I noticed you just kept saying wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. What was your favorite <laughs> wrestler growing up? Me it had to be Jeff Hardy, bro. I fucking love Jeff Hardy. Oh yes, Jeff Hardy. Hell yeah. But for me, man, might be a cliche answer. But I'm gonna say John Cena. I love John Cena. I saw he just made a uh, he just made a comeback to WWE. I think a few days ago it was his 20 year anniversary, so it was pretty cool to see him in the ring again. But yeah, love that man. Yeah, I'd be kind of scared for some of these dudes, man. Like I feel like they're too old to be getting slammed. Like I don't know. Oh hell yeah! I was scared for Undertaker. That man finally retired in like what two years ago or something. Dude is old. All right, so I kind of want to bring this up because my mom used to always tell me this shit when I was a little kid and I never fucking believed her. As a kid, did you know that that shit was fake or did you think it was real? At first, I did not know it was fake. I did not know it was fake at all until like maybe later on and watching it. But even even when I found out it was fake, I was still... I was still enjoying it. You know, I was still a fan. It didn't really bother me that much. It was good entertainment. Yeah, and that shit, when my mom told me that, and then I found out, that shit killed it for me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I couldn't Oh, watch you stopped it watching it? Yeah, I stopped fucking watching, bro. I stopped fucking Damn. watching. And I used to be fucking wrestling with, like, my fucking teddy bear, like, fucking slamming him and shit. I wasn't, that shit just <laughs> killed everything for me, bro. Like, yeah, same here. We used to, me and my brother, we had this trampoline and we used to always wrestle on it in the backyard. Some good ass times. Okay. Uh, how does your family feel about what you do now? Uh, they're they're chill about it. They they know how passionate I am about it and how driven I am about it. So they're they're really supportive, man. I couldn't, and I'm I'm happy that they are, because you know they wouldn't normally. You know, parents don't want you screaming in the mic at midnight but they've kind of they've kind of grown on it on the idea yeah. not me screaming in the mic but me <laughs> just doing what i do yeah, I, I feel that i feel like i don't like i like we were saying it's cool to see the gaming community kind of come to like a more mainstream audience and where it's more accepted now kind of it's where you know if somebody has a kid say hey mom i want to you know, be a professional gamer. And now it's kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of see where you're going with it. But now it's like, I feel like back then now, like back then it was like, nah, what the fuck are you doing? Don't do that type mm -hmm. shit, you know? A little more realistic now. Yeah. What do, I remember I seen on your introduction to Team Big, you had put in a comment section three months ago, what was I thinking? What What made you put that? <laughs> yeah, that was, 
Oh man, that is probably my worst episode I've ever put out introducing Big Fameful. So you brought up Shay earlier. That's the video you linked, one of Shay's episode. And I edited my intro to Big inspired by Shay's episodes. And everyone saw it. Everyone saw that I was trying to be little Shay Jr. and I got clowned for it. And I even, um, I even like took some of his shot ideas. I straight up like stole it. Same map, same shot, everything, man. I was, uh, it was an L episode, man. And I don't, I, I'm surprised they even uploaded it. I think it's just because I had such a good relationship with the leader. I was cool with him. But yeah, it was an L episode, man. It was basically me mocking Jay. That's that's why I commented. <laughs> what was I thinking? Did did Shay see that episode? Not to my knowledge. I'm sure he did because he was friends with like everyone in Big. So he might have. He might have not. But if I mean, he did, I I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't think he would feel like you were mocking him. I I mean, if you took inspiration from him, I feel like you would probably feel like, oh, wow, that's dope. Well, how, yeah. How, how do you think he would feel about it? No, man, um, not I mocking is the wrong word, but no, it, it was kind of frowned upon back then, or even now, if you, um, like nab someone's shots, it wasn't, uh, yeah, it was frowned upon, man. People, people didn't like it. I don't, maybe he would be flattered, but I doubt he would. Cause like I said, I, I took the same song from his episode, did oh. similar edits. I did. I took like, you know, similar shots. Yeah, so I don't part of me thinks he would be flattered, but no, nah, I'm gonna he <laughs> he definitely wasn't happy about it. <laughs> what what made you do that though? You were just like, man, I fucking love this dude. Let me like was it that or Yeah, man. Like I said, I had I had his notifications turned on, bro. I I used to watch this man all the time. He was one of my favorite trick shotters back then. Did you ever speak to him or like, have you ever met him? Um, we we randomly got in a six man a couple times, but we we never talked. He always had his mic off. Okay. I know. One of the first serious teams you joined, or from what I have seen, it, it was a bunch of teams. That, I think uh, before this interview, you said uh, elite and Exodus and stuff like that, but. What in the fuck? Did you already answer this? I think you may fucking already answer this, and I'm a fucking bad interviewer. But when you joined Team Horizon, did you did you think it would lead to all this? Like, or no? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't think it would lead to this. My my friend Masta, he was he was the homie. He was a uh, he was like my only friend in the trick shotting community, quote unquote. Back then, he he's the one that got me in Horizon. Like, I would not have gotten into that big team back then if it wasn't for him so no i definitely didn't see myself getting any further than that so i'm grateful he even got me in that team is there anything that you want to say to the kids that are doing this now and they feel the same way like damn i don't feel like this is going anywhere do you have anything to say to them um to those that think to the kids they don't think it's not going anywhere for you. It's because you aren't being consistent and you aren't dedicated. If you're dedicated, if you're 
if you're passionate enough about this um, community, then nothing's going to stop you. As, as cliche as it sounds, even if you get less than 100 views on each video you upload, you got to keep going because eventually someone's going to see the potential you have. So just keep pushing. Don't let uh, insults or little views or bad ratings get you down. Just keep pushing and just remember how passionate you are about it. I hope everybody's listening to me. I feel like that can, you know, um, you could apply that to any part of your life. You don't even have to be in a fucking COD community and you could apply that to your life, you know? Yeah, for sure you can. So I noticed seeing on your channel that you have a trick shot and montage. It's um, Full of Fame episode one. Did you all did you always know that the brand Full of Fame was going to transfer like over into short films and music videos or no i did not i did not um i so i knew you know of course besides gaming i wanted to make uh short films music videos commercials all that so i needed a name for the second youtube because i didn't want to upload my filmmaking work to a gaming channel so um I kind of just full of fame came to mind because it was my montage name and yeah, I just needed a name quick and I came, came up with that and used it. I never, I never uh, intended for my montage name and my video production team name to be the same kind of just happened. Uh, it, it, it's kind of dope though. I feel like your name fameful versus the name full of fame like i feel like it's like a almost like a compare and contrast type of name like fameful is like somebody that has a lot of fame and full of fame is somebody that's like somebody tired of it like i'm full of this shit you know what i'm saying hey yeah that's one way one way of looking at it yeah what do you think was a was your like your favorite short film that you made favorite so as of right now i'm it was my most recent one uh or no not my most recent one uh it was grip tape short film called grip tape that i released and man we put a lot of hours a lot of time and effort into that one it's the longest one i've ever made so definitely grip tape just because of how uh how much time and love i put into it okay what was the inspiration behind that because i've seen on your story today you uh you uploaded a story of you like doing the tech deck shit. Like what, what was the, what was the inspiration behind that? Uh, I'm a fan of coming of age movies. Um, mid nineties is a big one. It's an A24 film about, uh, this little kid skateboarding. Um, North Hollywood is another little indie movie that I love. Took a lot of inspiration from that. So, and just the idea just the fact that I grew up skateboarding, like when I wasn't wrestling, I was skateboarding, man, that I still do it to this day. Um, and I just wanted to make a story that involved skateboarding. I just threw in a little heartbreak and yeah. What was like your favorite uh, skating brand going, growing up? I was a fan of uh, P-Rod, Paul Rodriguez growing up. So I'd say plan B. Okay, okay. I feel like, I don't know. For me, it was probably 
girl and alien workshop for sure. Oh, I think they're kind of non-existent now. Though I haven't heard anything from them. I see, I see girl in in the skate shop sometimes, but I haven't heard of alien workshop in a minute. Man. So, I think my favorite short film by you was probably, and I think it was the first one I seen too. Was her? I really, really mm. fucked with that one. What was the inspiration behind that? Inspiration behind that was Hereditary, the oh. horror movie. Horror movie that came out. I don't know. I think it was like 2019. Um, I just wanted to create something really strange and out of the ordinary and very dreamlike. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, definitely hereditary. I'm a fan of the director Ari Aster. I've watched um, his short films on YouTube before he became big. So, yeah. Well, what's your favorite uh, short film by him? He had one called Meeting the Johnsons, I think it was called. It was very, very weird. Not, I don't, not weird, but. It was it was a good film. I'll say that it was it was a good film. Okay, I know that Goner is currently your most viewed short film at the moment. I think it has like two point five k, two point six k views. Her, I think her is like right under that. Her has like two k. What was the inspiration behind your film Goner? Goner. Um, so I, with all my short films, I love just incorporating. Um, breakups so i again i love horror so i wanted to you know bind mix the two a breakup and some horror elements so i kind of just wanted to again with her just create something really scary and what i like to do is i let the actions kind of speak for themselves i don't have a lot of a lot of dialogue in my short films so I really just wanted to create scary visuals, you know, whether it be a a man hanging outside of your front door or a woman hanging in a tree in the backyard. Um, but yeah, I kind of just love blending drama with horror. It's a nice little mix. Yeah, no. Uh, Goner was definitely... Uh... I'd say unsettling, like some of the visuals, I was like, fuck, this is like, this is really fucking creepy. Like it, it really fucking creeped me out. And it's like, you, and then, you know, you know, you make short films, so you don't have like access to some of the best fucking software that some of these big guys use. But it's like, you, mm -hmm. you made that shit fucking creepy, bro. Like I was creeped the fuck out. Like, and you said the person they were hanging, I thought they were levitating. They were hanging. No. Yeah. They, they were levitating. They were levitating. Okay. For sure. They were levitating. Yeah. But uh, did you expect Goner to be your most successful short film at the moment? Like, did you know it was going to do that good? No, only because Goner was kind of around the time when I the YouTube channel was even getting attraction, you know? it. So I really didn't expect any of my early videos to get much publicity just because that was when I had just started the film, the filmmaking channel. Did you put like any ads behind Goner or? 
I paid. There's this uh, movie page on Instagram. He promotes short films. I paid him a one-time fee to uh, make a post about Goner. But other than that, no, I didn't pay for any YouTube ads or Instagram ads or none of that. If you could go back in time, would you have still paid him? Yes, because if I didn't pay him, I don't think it would be where it's at now with the ratings and he definitely got me some more movie lovers on the youtube channel so i would still pay him okay now if someone if someone were to ask you like what goner is about what would you say and i want you to answer this and i'm gonna give my first thoughts of what i thought goner was about okay yeah um goner is about a widow who is having a nightmare about her ex. Yeah. That's about it. That's how I would that's how I would describe it. Oh damn. What the fuck? I was like yeah. super I just came up with like a super fucking deep reason of I don't know, like I thought it was like me personally. You might you might be on the right right track. Let, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So first of all, in the beginning of Ghana, the visuals are fucking amazing. The fucking, you see the girl doing her makeup and then it cuts to her going towards her doorway. You see these fucking flashing lights. You see somebody fucking levitating over her fucking doorway, like a ghoulish type creature. Mm-hmm. And when I seen that, I thought I automatically thought of like, just like this dark energy, just fucking basically just hovering over her. Like she just had this dark cloud over her. That's what I thought of when I first seen that. And I just felt like, I felt like that, that ghoulish figure, I kind of felt like it represented like just depression, just very negative thoughts that were in her brain. That's what I thought it represented. Mm-hmm. And then um, also her, I felt like she was, you know, dealing with suicidal thoughts in a sense, just how, like specifically when she, I don't, I don't know if this is what you were going with this, but when she had put her head underwater and she timed herself. When I had seen that, I maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but I thought of like her testing how far she can go with harming herself in a sense. Does does that make sense or? Yeah, no, you're on the right track. Okay, bet, yep. bet. and then how like <laughs> the boyfriend? He was like super. I don't know, like super. It seemed like he was kind of toxic in a sense. You know, it seemed like he was toxic, and it seemed like she was just in a very abusive relationship with him. And I, I, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool how you got the, um, he got the fucking guitar and he was like bashing it against the fucking bathroom. Yeah, that was, that was my favorite part of filming the, the scene or the whole film that was my favorite. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of, um, the shining when he came, came in with the fucking axe. He was like, here's oh, Johnny. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then, yes, sir. Also like the, oh, oh yeah. Before I get deeper into what i thought about it did did the guitar like symbolize anything like i don't know for some reason i thought that it symbolized their love maybe i'm thinking too deep into it but so um the guitar was the boyfriend's uh he was a musician you kind of see in the flashback him playing the guitar Uh and it was just him not really caring about anything but getting his girlfriend out of the bathroom so first thing he saw was his guitar okay so what the fuck 
So when he when the film had ended and he was like smiling all eerily, like what what happened? So I kind of want to just leave it up to interpretation, you know. Mm. I I know what it means, but you know, I I'd like to leave some things up to the audience. That's okay. kind of why there's little to no dialogue. You know, I kind of want I kind of want the audience to piece it together. You know, I'm giving them two plus two. They got to figure out the rest of the equation. You know, I, I kind of like to leave it up to them. I feel that. Speaking of like films with no audio, uh, did you have you ever seen the Daft Punk movie? Did you see that? I had no idea they came out with a movie. Yeah, it was like it's super old. It's like years old. I'm going to send you a link to that uh, probably later on after this interview. It's a super fucking dope movie. There's no audio, like there's no like um. There's no conversation whatsoever, but it's like you can still understand everything that they're saying. Like I don't know, it's super weird. But do you have like a uh, top three directors? So top three directors, not not in any order. Uh, Sean Baker, who made the he made the Florida Project and Red Rocket. Then Christopher Nolan, he's a pretty big name. He's made Interstellar, Inception. And then lastly, probably Robert Eggers. He's fire. I love him. He he makes uh he made The Witch, The Lighthouse. Oh, the he loves uh there. yeah, he, he loves the horror genre like me. Okay. I feel like my top three is probably, I know people are probably going to fucking hate me for this first one. Because, I don't know, a lot of people don't like this person's movies. They say they're kind of lame. I personally like them. I like M. Night Shyamalan for sure. Oh, no, he, bro, I love M. Night. Um, love him. Stanley Kubrick, obviously, he's a fucking legend. Oh, and, yes. And, and uh, Gore Verbinski, I don't know if you know who he is. He made, like, the first three Pirates of the Caribbean. He made, um... The Ring, Rango, he helped direct those. Oh yeah, The Ring I've seen. And uh, Rango, I've never seen. I know it's Johnny Depp. I've never seen that one. Oh, you never seen Rango? Uh-uh. Oh yeah, you got to watch that, bro. That shit, that shit's hilarious. And uh, for my obscure pick, I, I'm gonna throw these people out there too. They're kind of a lot of people don't know about them, but they're up and coming. Is a uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. I don't know if you heard of those two. They're like a duo. What? What have they done? Uh, they made the Endless. Uh, they made the movie Synchronic. Uh, that that's on Netflix. I think I think you can watch that on Netflix. What's it called? Synchronic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Synchronic. Synchronic. The Endless. Resolution. Uh, I think they also made a movie called Spring a while back. They're fucking dope. I like their visuals. Super like trippy stories too. You said the endless was one of them. Yeah, the endless. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out. But if you could pick, now this is gonna be like my. I kind of want to see where your head is at when it comes to like. I don't know. Just I just want to see what what you're gonna say for this uh, question. If you can make a movie with any director, dead or alive, who would be? What type of movie would it be? And would there be like a specific actor that you would want? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a handful. Um, So I'm working with, I'm directing with this director. Yeah. Yeah. Co-directing. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, this is I would say, sh- I would, I would say Sean Baker because that man he makes what's called independent films. He is like he basically has his own freedom to essentially do whatever he wants because he doesn't have to listen to these big studios uh tell him what to do so he kind of has a lot of creative freedom so sean baker and then it would be it would be a drama film and an actor i would want to work with would be they could be dead or alive dead or alive dead or alive Oh, man. It could be more than one actor, too. Christian Bale. And I'll I'll say one more. Christian Bale and... Uh... Man. Shit. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Christian, Christian Bale and Tom Cruise. That, that movie Let's sounds it. sounds fucking cracked. I ain't gonna lie. Cause Christian Bale, bro, he's he's a good fucking actor. Yeah, that man's dedicated to his craft. I had just Love watched uh, American Psycho like a couple months ago. I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh I mean, yeah, that shit tripped me out. Bro. It doesn't even feel like a movie. It feels like a documentation of what could happen type shit. Yeah, that was a crazy movie. It's a good one. But if I were to say who I would fucking work with, I mean. Part of me wants to say Stanley Kubrick, but it's like, I don't know. I kind of wouldn't want to interrupt his vision type shit because I know he um he directed The Shining from Stephen King. And I think Stephen King was saying he kind of, you know, Stephen Kubrick, uh, Kubrick, he kind of just, Stanley Kubrick just like kind of, he took it and he made it its own type shit. So I kind of wouldn't yeah, want to. Yeah, wanna, Stephen King didn't like it. I remember that. <laughs> so I kind of wouldn't want to interrupt stanley's vision because he just has such a powerful vision so i'd say mm-hmm. probably m night Shyamalan making a fucking slasher because i feel like he doesn't he doesn't have to i don't even think he has a slasher and he doesn't have to make a like a gory ass movie to make it good you know what i'm saying so I yeah def- i definitely want to see what he would do with that and for the two actors i ain't gonna lie probably uh paul walker and ashton kutcher bro i think that would be that would be a funny duo in a slasher. that would be yeah do you have a top three horror movies at the moment? Top three horror movies. The Witch, Hereditary, and... Damn. The Witch, Hereditary... I'm deciding between I don't and Psycho. I don't know if you'd call that a horror movie. The actually, yeah, Psycho's a horror movie. So, so The Witch, Hereditary, and Psycho. Those three. What made you pick like a Hereditary? Because I know when that movie came out, it was kind of hyped up, and then when people seen it, they were like, ah. A lot of people had mixed opinions about it. So, what did you like about Hereditary the most? It scared the shit out of me, man. I I've heard I've heard good things about it. Um mainly because I I've never seen a movie like it. I've I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. Like I remember going home from the movie theater being scared shitless. I mean that could be because I'm a little I'm a little wuss, but 
that movie scared the shit out of me. So, I it's in the top three for me. What do you look for, like in a good horror movie? Like, what do you see and say, "Oh yeah, this is going to be a good film." I guess where you can't predict what happens, where you don't see what's coming around the corner, you know. Um, unique characters, maybe a, um, like a different uh, time, like maybe not in present time, but you know back then. Just kind of expecting the unexpected, or um. Like, not basically just not knowing what's coming around the corner, essentially. Okay. I'd say for sure, like, um, I want to be attached to the characters before they die type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. I feel like Texas Chain, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of did like a horrible, I don't know, it didn't do a good job of getting me attached to the characters before they start killing everybody. But, uh, oh yeah the killing it kind of happened quick man yeah. that movie felt fast yeah there was no build-up like i don't know i don't know kind of yeah things happened. just happened very quickly but i will say the director he did a good like when it comes to the visuals he did he did what he could he did a good fucking job when it came to the visuals and shit. oh yeah i i definitely loved the way it was shot it looked really good what what's one movie that you think like gets a lot of hate but you think it deserves more love. It could be an old movie. A lot of hate deserves more love. For me, I'd say M. Night Shyamalan, The Happening. I fucking love that movie. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, I like, like it. Like, I grew up on that shit, bro. I love that movie. Oh, man. It, it, was, a, it was an entertaining watch, but I don't know if I could sit down and watch it again. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like I felt like a Mark Wahlberg did not care. He was just he just wanted to get his job done and move on to the next movie. That's what my mom um, said. She does not like him as an actor. Yeah. Oh fuck. But I would say uh I like Zack Snyder's Justice League, that four hour movie he released. I was a fan of that. And you know, a lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed it because I'm I'm pretty big on uh, superhero movies, so I was just a big fan of it. Did you see the uh, that fucking WandaVision? Did you see that? Oh yeah, I saw WandaVision. That was a that was a solid show. Did you Did you like it? A lot of people didn't really like the they didn't like the uh, they didn't like it. It was it was definitely slow the first two episodes, but it grew on me. It grew on me. I enjoyed it. Oh fuck! I'm fucking tripping. Not WandaVision. I'm a fucking bot. I mean, um. What's that new movie that just came out? Oh, um, Multiverse, Do- Doctor Strange, and yeah, the Multiverse. Doctor Strange. Did you like that? Did you oh, watch it? Yeah, I like that one too. I expected. You would think with a movie like Doctor Strange, there would be more cameos. I was definitely expecting more, but I enjoyed it, man. I liked it. I was a fan. Yeah, my homie he said he didn't. I didn't watch it, but he said he did not like that shit whatsoever. <laughs> but this nah, was- yeah, I I enjoyed it. This wasn't one of the questions I had initially written down, but you said how you're big into like superheroes and shit like that. What's your favorite fucking Marvel and DC superhero? Favorite Marvel would have to be Iron Man and then DC. That's a tough one because I love both Daredevil and Batman, but I'm going to say. Damn. 
I'm gonna say Daredevil. Daredevil and Iron Man. I grew up on Daredevil. I love Daredevil. Mm-hmm. For me, I'd, Spire. I'll probably say for Marvel, definitely Spider Man. Dude swinging around, fucking. Oh up, yeah, kicking yeah. ass. And then, even though this isn't really a superhero, but lately I've really been fucking with Constantine. I fuck with Constantine. Oh tough. yeah, Keanu Dude. Reeves played him, right? Uh, was that Keanu? I think it was. I've been watching yeah. a lot of the old animations from him. Hmm. Dude was going around fucking slaying fucking demons, bro. This shit's hard. Yes, sir. What do you think is the worst horror movie you've ever seen? <laughs> worst horror? <laughs> the, the, the new Blair Witch one that came out a couple years ago. They remade it. That one was pretty bad. It was a fat L. <laughs> what what Wait, did you like about it? It... Man, it just... It just didn't uh, get me hooked like the first one did. I'm, I just didn't enjoy, it, man. I don't, I, I don't remember the movie. I just remember it being really bad. Oh wow! I was not expecting you to say that. I thought you were going to say like a more obscure fucking film nobody heard of. Nah, yeah, it was the not the first Blair Witch, but the the uh-huh. the remake of it. Uh-huh. But, you know, yeah. pe- people feel like that about uh, Evil Dead 2011, and I fucking love that one. Did you oh, see that? I've never seen... No, I've never seen that one. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, bro, you gotta watch that, bro. I fucking love that one. It gets a lot of hate, though, but I, I like that one. Is it better than the first one? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Me, personally, I would say so. People are gonna fucking butcher me in the comments section. But mm-hmm. I, I really fucking like that one, so I'd say... Fuck. I don't even know. Fuck. I don't want to say yeah, because it's like the first one was so iconic. But yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I rather like I could if I could choose which one I'd sit down and watch again, it'd definitely be 2011 Evil Dead for sure. Mm, yeah, I'm going to have to watch that one for sure. And then uh, for the worst movie I ever seen, it was a movie called Midnight Movie. I don't know if you ever seen that. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> you have to watch that, bro. It's it's really fucking bad, but it, it's like, I don't know. I think everybody should watch it at least once. I feel like they just wanted an excuse to show fucking titties and blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, is it like a parody movie? Like scary movie? Or Yeah, it does feel kind of parody-ish, kind of. Yeah. It's like hmm. kind of corny, but it's everybody should watch it at least once. I'm going to send you a link after this shit is done. <laughs> All right, but but uh, how do you feel about watching movies in different languages? Because I was trying to watch a movie with my mom. It's called uh, Tumbad. I think it's in Hindi. She told me, you know, respectfully, she can't really. It's harder for her to sit through movies that aren't in English. Would you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about movies that aren't in English? I've seen. I saw Parasite in theaters, and. You yeah, you do need to kind of have your eyes attached to the screen the entire time otherwise you're going to lose track of what's going on and eventually lose interest. So yeah, it is it is a bit of a struggle watching a movie where you don't understand what they're saying, so um but I just because I'm I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to movies, man, I I can bear it. You know, if I if I hear that a foreign film did good. It's in another language. I'll I'll sit down and watch it with subtitles on. So, me personally, I it makes no difference. 
I'll I'll sit down and watch Parasite again, or another good one is Memories of Murder. So it to me it it doesn't come as a um as a what's the word as a struggle watching another movie that's not in English. Memories of Murder. I never heard what's that about. I never heard that. It's um it's about these two detectives trying to find a serial killer and they never find him. And it's it's really juicy. It's kind of gives me uh seven vibes. Okay. Does it have like a supernatural aspect to it too or No, no, it's 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 based on a true story, so there's oh. no like yeah, there's no crazy sci-fi VFX or anything. Okay. I'm going to recommend you another movie that's kind of like that. you probably seen it, uh, Deliver Us from Evil. Have you seen that? Oh, no, I've heard of that one, though. Deliver Us, no. You got to watch that. That's an, that's another good one, too. That shit's fucking, that shit slaps. Yeah, like, I need to. Is there any movie that's, other than Parasite and Memories, the Memory movie, is there any other movies that you recommend that are in English that you will recommend to the listener? Like, for me, it would be Tumbad yeah. and Veronica. Oh, Veronica, the scary movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I would say Mommy. It's called Mommy. It's really, really good. It's pretty sad, but it is amazing. What language is it in? It's in... I think Spanish? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember, but it's it's really good, man. It's amazing. All right, for sure. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Uh, but yeah, I definitely say Tumbad and Veronica. And if I just watched this movie again yesterday, if the list, if you guys are listening and you never seen Slumdog Millionaire, watch that shit, bro. That's like an that English. Movie, man. Yes, that, that movie's amazing. Fuck right. Ah oh, man, that shit won so many. I think it won like 50 awards too. That shit, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But, um, all right, now this next question, I just kind of, again, I kind of want to see what you're going to say. I have this written down as full of fame versus do it like fame. Oh my God. Damn. Yeah. Uh, do it like fame was the name of my first couple montages until I changed it to full of fame. I I didn't really like how Do It Like Fame sounded. I didn't it just didn't have a ring to it. It didn't there's no spark there, so I changed it to Full of Fame, which kinda I don't know, in my opinion, it just sounds better. It sounds better than Do It Like Fame. A little more catchy in my opinion. <laughs> if you could go back in time, would you would you keep the name Do It Like Fame or would you I would I would scrap it completely. I would yeah, scrap it. What made you come up with that name? Do it like fame. It it was the name of this uh there's this team called KT. Their uh their montages were called Do It Like KT. So that's where I got it from. I just I was like, hey, let me do do it like fame. And there you go. Okay. I don't know if you already answered this, but what made you like initially get into making short films? 
I'm a fan of of seeing how movies are made. I was always like every time I would finish a movie, I would go to the behind the scenes at the uh, you know the startup menu. So watching like just seeing how movies are made with like seeing how certain shots are done, seeing where they put lights, where the boom pole is placed, or just little things like that. I I just fell in love with the process, so I really wanted to um, get behind the camera and do it all myself. So that's kind of where that's kind of where uh, I sparked interest in doing doing short films. How do you come up with like the ideas for your movies? Do you have to brainstorm before you do the ideas, or does it just come to you? Yeah, it it kind of. An idea will just, you know, randomly, randomly pop in my head. Like I, I, I don't, I never sit down and tell myself, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make a script right now. Mm-hmm. It, it just happens. Like, and of course, like I'll, I'll set myself on, um, a genre first. All right. I'm going to do a horror genre now, or I'm going to do drama. So once I have what genre I'm doing, then you know, characters will start popping in my mind and then little ideas here and there. Um, little um, character traits will come to mind and I'll essentially I'll just write these ideas down in, a, in my notes app on my phone. And then once I have the general idea and characters down, then that's when I'll start writing the script. And then from there, I'll do what's called storyboarding which is basically just writing down or drawing out each shot. So, yeah. Okay, I kind of, it's kind of the same, um, it's like the same outline I do for when I write my book and shit like that. But I don't know for like, when I have got the idea from my first book, I don't know, is it, some of this shit, I'm not going to lie, it kind of feels like it doesn't come from me, if that makes sense. It kind of, come. it feels like it comes from like an outside source. Like if that, I don't know. Cause, Cause I remember when I had came up with the idea for my book, I was, I think I was eating it. And then all of a sudden I just got this fucking idea came out of nowhere. And I just started writing it down, like trying to, you know, make sure I remember all this shit. Would you, would you agree with that to a certain extent that it, some, some of those ideas don't feel like it comes from you or does it feel like it always comes from your brain? Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely relate. You know, I'll be, I'll be on my computer. I'll be playing the game. I'll be working out and, an idea will just spark in my mind and immediately I'll have to, I'll have to note it down so it, I don't lose it. So I can, I understand what you're saying by that, whether it, uh, it's coming from an outside source or versus my brain. So. I'm, I'm going to ask this question. This is kind of, kind of fucking spooky, I guess. Have you heard of auto writing or spirit writing? I have not. What what is that? So basically it's when basically when somebody uses an outside source other than themselves, like they may use like I don't know if you're into spirituality or anything, but they may use a spirit to actually help them fucking write and it's not even them writing. Like Yeah, like they're not I, even fucking writing. Bro, what? I've never heard of that. Yeah, like basically they get possessed by something and they just fucking write they just write and they just write and they just write and it's not even them like something literally takes over them and they write Jesus I wouldn't even want to 
experiment with that. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking dark. I know a lot of uh a lot of like you know rappers have been people have said some rappers have used it. Some people have claimed that Lil Wayne uses it, like how he could just go in the fucking studio and just one take everything. But uh yeah, you Jesus. never heard of auto writing? No, hell no. <laughs> never yeah. heard of that yeah it's pretty it's pretty fucking dark it's it's fucking crazy it's yeah i don't know why somebody would open themselves up to something like that i think they had it a fucking is. uh american horror story had like an episode where they fucking hinted at that kind of for some authors they fucking use that like some of these guys are not even writing their own fucking books like i don't know jesus i don't even want to get too deep into it but yeah it's it's fucking dark i'm gonna probably send you a couple articles about it later on Fucking, yeah, do it. It's fucking scary. But uh since we're talking about like fucking spooky ass shit, have you do you have any like weird unexplainable supernatural experiences that you had? Oh man, I've had I've had a lot. Um I would say the the most recent one um I I was walking out of my bathroom. I came inside my room. And my closet door was open, but I forgot I left my phone in the bathroom. So I walked back into my bathroom, get my phone. And when I came back in my room, the door closed. My closet door closed on me. And I was a little concerned because the AC wasn't on. I didn't, I didn't open a window. I didn't, I didn't close my room door to make the closet door close really fast. So... Uh, yeah, I slept on the couch that night. It, <laughs> I was scared shitless, man. That was that, yeah, that happened maybe, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Oh, I was scared dude. shitless. Yeah, that, that's pretty fresh, yeah, man. Uh, and then, um, this happened to my mom. Her, um, I was in the room with her, but I didn't see it happen, so, um. I was helping her on her iPad and a loud bang, a loud, like, as if, like, someone closed uh, the, a cabinet door. And we go into the bathroom and we see her perfume bottle is flipped upside down on the counter, on the bathroom counter. And it's normally above the counter inside the cabinet. So we were like, what the hell? And then, and then we went to sleep. A few hours passed by. We heard the same noise again. And the perfume bottle was now um, flipped upside down on the bathroom floor. And yeah, the we saw the cabinet door was open, which was where the perfume bottle was in. And we she put the perfume bottle back in the cabinet and we took our asses back to sleep. That that was another more recent scary ass event that happened to me. Uh, yeah, the list goes on, but yeah, some shit has happened in this house. Pretty spooky. Do you, so you think it's the house? I think there is something or someone in this house. Yes. hundred percent. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's like that in my fucking, uh, my apartment right now. Like I remember one time, I'm pretty sure I told this story on my podcast before, but one time I was like, just fucking chilling on my fucking phone. I was like 16, chilling on my phone. Family guy was on in the background. And all of a sudden, bro, I look to my fucking left. And I see a fucking, like a fucking, sh- like a generic shadow figure 
walking towards me, but it doesn't look like it's walking. It looks like it's kind of like phasing towards me type shit. Like, and as it's doing that, it looks like it's going down some fucking stairs. I think that was like, Jesus. yeah, that was the scariest shit that I fucking seen. And as a, that's why I asked you, I was like, do you think it's the house or do you th- like, cause I'm like, I kind of think it may be a mixture of the house and me type shit. Cause I remember seeing shit as a little kid, seeing people that aren't there are like being able to know shit and telling people something and then it fucking happens type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me, in my case, the reason why I don't think it, it's normally the house when other people have lived in it. But for me, like we bought this house brand new, like it, it was built for us. That's the reason I don't think it was the house. I think that there is maybe a spirit in here or something, like I said, in here. I don't, but then again, what do I know about spirits and ghosts? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking, that's what, what do you think is like a way when, when that shit happens, what do you, what do you do to like kind of mediate it? Do you kind of try to like, what do you do to try to stop it in a sense? Um, man. So when, when my closet door closed by itself or slammed by itself, I should say, I I took my ass in a different room and I just put on some music and try to fall asleep. I what I could do to stop it, I I wouldn't even know what to do. I wouldn't know where to begin. Uh I kind of just froze up when the first little spooky thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I just went in the other room and tried not to think about it. I know one thing that kind of helps me feel better when some weird fucking shit happens is like, I just say, um, infinite love, infinite peace, no negative energy is welcomed here. And, mm. I, and then like, when I say it, I truly fucking mean it. And I tell them like, I love you, whoever it is, I love you. Cause you know, if it's a, I'm not trying to say I'm a fucking spiritual fucking guru or no shit like that. But if it's a negative fucking energy, nine times out of 10, they can't surround themselves with love. So I'll try to, you know, tell them I fucking love you. Infinite love, infinite peace, and you no negative energy belongs here. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I'd say if some shit like that happens again, you could probably try to do some shit like that, you know? Yeah, I'll I'll try anything at this point, man. Uh I had seen that like you said, you had recreated um hereditary, a scene from hereditary. You re- you recreated a scene from Atlanta. What made you want to start recreating scenes from other movies and shows i feel like i've i've kind of done it all i've done short films i've done music videos commercials uh so i kind of just wanted to try something new i wanted to experiment so i thought why not recreate some scenes from movies i love you know word for word shot for shot it it helps me as a filmmaker, you know, because I'm always learning something new. So it, um, I just really wanted to uh, experiment with something I've never done before. Is there a movie that you kind of want to recreate a scene from? Yeah, there's always, always, uh, always movies that come to mind. But one that I would love to do next is No Country for Old Men. That's kind of what I have my eyes on next to recreate a scene from. Okay, okay. I'm alive in the future. I would love for you to recreate a scene from the movie Chronicle. 
Have you seen Chronicle? Oh, of course I've seen that movie. Yes. Yeah, I that's think, a good movie. I think that would be dope to you know. Well, when you mm-hmm. get you know once your brand gets bigger than what it is now, are you still going to do the recreating short films, like recreating a scene from a film? Are you still going to do that? Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's still it's still going to be you know my brand, so I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to make time for the little passion projects that I love doing. So a hundred percent. That's dope. And I just have a couple more questions, maybe like 10 questions left. Everybody go show Fainful some fucking love because he's thugging it out through this shit. You know, my interviews are fucking long, so go show him some fucking love for fucking staying with me throughout this shit. But these next questions is going to be mainly about gaming and shit like that. I want to know, how'd you, okay. join, how'd you join Dare? So I was in a team called Elite, and the leader was Jaw. Elite Jaw, he was the leader, and he wanted to end Elite so he could join Dare. And I remember I came home from the water park and just seeing my DMs and notifications blow up, like everyone telling me Elite ended, Jaw joined Dare, he's leading Dare, and I was like, what the hell? And so, where Jaw was the homie, that's the bro. I, I got to contribute a lot of my success to him because he's helped me out a lot. Um, but yeah, so when he joined Dare, he just asked me, he was like, hey, you want to come with me? Oh, you're a free agent. You're not in a team. And of course I said yes, because Dare, they were miles ahead of Elite with their publicity. So I I went ahead and joined with uh, with Jaw and Dare. I know I didn't need to show my clips or anything because I kind of had my name established by then to the leaders of Dare. So. Yeah, if, it was it all worked out. What if you would have said like, "Hey man, I'm going to um I'm going to join there, but I want to pass the keys to Elite to you and I want you to run Elite." Would you do it? Would you have done it? I I don't think so, man. I don't think so cuz I I'm a player. I don't I I don't think mm. I can make the leader moves, you know. I don't I uh, I don't have experience with leading uh, so I respectfully, I would say no, no, thank you. Pass it on to someone else, please. <laughs> you said please. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I could handle that responsibility. Okay. Now, like I said, a lot of these questions after this is going to be, how'd you do this and how'd you do that? Because this is like wrapping mm-hmm. up the interview. So I want to know, how'd you join ERA? ERA, the same way I joined uh, DARE. So uh, Jaw, he decided to leave DARE for ERA. So oh, damn. yeah, he took me with him. He, he just, he was making money moves. He, he saw, uh, era had bigger numbers. So yeah, I went with him to era. Shout out to him for fucking bringing you along though. Type shit. Yeah. Shout out to Joe. It was, was it the same thing for energy as, um, I mean, excuse me for uh synergy as well or energy. Well, so yeah, again, he left Era for Synergy, but this time he didn't bring me along. Yeah, but this time he didn't bring me along because Synergy was way bigger than Dare and Era at the time. So he couldn't, it wasn't that easy for him to tag me along because they were, there was like big leaders, big co leads, managers, and Synergy. So he couldn't say, hey, I'm taking Painful with me. It wasn't that easy. I had a, I had a 
uh, show that I wanted it. So I hit this trick shot. It was a two-piece on the map Estate. I got in this glitch spot on a tree, and I hit an unsetup two-piece, and that shot got me in synergy. Oh, shit. Yes, sir. Do you still have that that clip? Is it on your yeah. YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was in that uh the top six favorite shots that you mentioned in the beginning of the interview. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to think back now. It might have been shot number three or four. I don't know. I'm definitely going to... I have to look back at that. And I'm probably going to link... Like, my favorite fucking montages of you, I'm going to probably link them down below in this podcast and shit so other people can look at them. Oh, yeah, do it for sure. And you were... And you were in Synergy for a year before you joined Soar, right? Yeah, about a year. Sound that sounds right. When you when you were in Synergy, did you know that you were going to join Soar? Like, did you know that that was the end goal, or? So yeah, Synergy was basically a gateway to Soar. So I knew that I had a a chance of joining Soar. That was definitely the end goal, because I also had a lot of friends that were in Soar. So. Okay, was that was that the main reason why you wanted to join Soar? Because you had a lot of friends in it? Yeah, you kind of want to go to where you're going to have the most fun, so. And, I mean, obviously, because it's Soar, I mean, they, they were, like, the number one trickshotting team at the time. Mm-hmm. Besides when FaZe passed them up, so. And you joined Soar six years ago. Does it feel, like, surreal, in a sense, now that you look back on it? Jesus man, time flies. Six years. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm very grateful that I that I got this opportunity. I'm super grateful that they even allow me to still upload my little MW2 tages to the channel. So it's definitely it was definitely a game changer for me. Forever grateful for them and what they've done for me. All right, I'm gonna ask you this question: What do you think? was the best fameful arc, not counting Soar. So at a big fameful, horizon fameful, dare fameful, era fameful, and synergy fameful, what do you think was the best arc? Mm. Mm. I'd say synergy. Synergy I hit my one of my best shots in the the uh Five Claymore cancel underground wall bang on high rise, so definitely synergy. Okay. Did you did you join Genesis or no? You never joined Genesis, right? No, I bro, I put out I put out two Genesis RC responses and you wanna know something crazy? So the the first RC response that I put out, I hit one of the best shots I've ever hit, which was the host migration on D-Rail. And I hit that for the Genesis RC. And I had like all the players in Genesis rooting for me. But I never joined. I never joined. And I always thought Brule hated me, who was the leader of Genesis. And six years later, like last month, I DM'd Brule. I didn't expect him to respond, but I just randomly randomly DM'd him. I was like, hey, why? How come you never considered me for Genesis? How come I never joined off of hitting that shot? And uh, he he told me that the first Genesis RC re- response was fake, or the it was like it was just for views or whatever. 
the, oh, like fuck. they weren't act yeah they weren't actually going to recruit people off that recruitment challenge so i was like damn that's that was news to me six years later i'm just not finding that out <laughs> so what the fuck what about the second one you put out though the second one i guess i just took an l they fuck. i know yeah they they recruited i don't know i think two people maybe uh but yeah i wasn't one of them looking back on that going back in time do you think there would be anything that you could have done different to where you you would have joined genesis just hit better shots <laughs> hit better better shots and hit more shots okay okay how do you feel about like the state of the car community right now it's definitely not where it was three four years ago it's not as um what would the word be it's not as popping as it was back then i'm well i'm referring to the trick shotting community the cod community i i can only speak for the trick shotting community because you know that's that's where i'm completely invested in so yeah it's definitely not where it was but i'm hoping with the the new Call of Duty coming out and SM2, I'm hoping, you know, it it can revive the uh, trickshotting community. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if, like imagine if some of the bigger guys who stopped trickshotting came back and they started fucking trickshotting. Like, imagine these people with huge fucking platforms like a phase rug just out of nowhere uploaded a fucking trickshotting video. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that would be, be fucking insane. crazy. But, yeah. Uh, what do you think will make the COD, like, what do you think can make COD better? Like, just the game, the overall game, what do you think can make it better? Um, hmm. Maybe, see, I don't know if there is, but if there is, then it's news to me. I, I would say skill-based matchmaking. I, I mean, I love playing against people who aren't aggressively sweaty you know yeah kind of gets under my skin but um yeah i would say that man yeah i feel like they definitely need to separate skill-based matchmaking from regular fucking lobbies like they need to have regular lobbies and then have it to where it's like if you want skill-based matchmaking you play ranked type shit you know what i'm saying mm, yeah but uh now this is the last question i have for you fameful where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see myself making money off of my passions, even more money than I'm making now. And doing the same thing only with a bigger audience and more publicity okay that's that's very that's respectable very reasonable i know i said that was my last question but would you because you know i've had this thought pop into my head with my podcast uh would you ever ever sell like majority equity for full of fame like if you got a huge fucking investor and they said, "Hey, I want, I want sixty percent of full of fame, and you could have my fucking resources and everything," and would you would you do it? 
I don't think so. Only because I feel like if I were to do that, I'd be giving up my 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 creative freedom. Yeah. So I yeah, I would say no, I wouldn't. I definitely feel that I have, you know, I have that conversation with myself as well because I don't you know, I don't want to give up my creative freedom. I don't want to give up majority ownership and I don't want to have to do anything fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah. Other than that, like I don't know. I don't know. Is there anything that you want to say to anybody listening? If you've made it this far, you're a trooper and I I hope you've had a good listen and I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right, man, y'all, y'all fucking heard it here first. Is this your, hey, uh, Fainful, is this your first interview? This is my first ever interview in my entire life. <laughs> That's fucking sick. But, uh, yes, sir. y'all fucking seen it here first, man. Obscure Image Podcast, your boy Make Love, your boy Fainful. We fucking, we fucking thug this one out for y'all. Um, we've probably been filming for like maybe two hours, maybe. Uh, and this interview has been in the works for a long time, man, for like maybe like a month or something like that. We just, yeah. we can never align our fucking schedules and shit, but I'm glad we can fucking do this. When Fainful told me, Hey man, I'm fucking free right now. Are you down? I said, yeah, I fucking hopped up real fucking quick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but yeah, man, it's been your boy make love and your boy Fainful and we out. Peace.